everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is David Birnbaum. I'm here with Tim Moen, and this is the Hard On Liberty podcast. Each week we pick, each episode, I should say, we pick a different uh, topic, either on a principle or something that's going on in the media and society today, and we talk about the libertarian perspective and why it's the right one. Uh, how's it going, Tim? Hey, it's going great. You know, I, I would change that a little bit. It's not why the libertarian perspective is the right one so much as why everyone else has the wrong perspective. All right. Uh, you know, it, it's I, I take it as a attitudinal disposition of skepticism towards all the other claims. And what you arrive at then is essentially uh, libertarianism. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. I'll change it up but, for the next one. I no, think. no, 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 you don't have to change. I'm just, just giving you balls here. I'm getting oh, my yeah. day. Got my it's, caffeine. It's got my rationality caffeine. to me ends up uh, right. libertarianism. But today we want to talk about JY. So in some places on the internet, they go as Jessica Yaniv and other places as Jonathan Yaniv at various times. But it's this transgender woman out in British Columbia who's actually been making international news. Um, and there's some really good articles by, um, I forget his name, actually. There's some really good articles on the National Post um, about it. Rex Murphy, that's his name. Mm -hmm. And so to catch people up, a very quick summary is that there's someone in British Columbia who was born a man who is now a woman but still has their testicle and pe testicles and uh, penis. And they've been going around and trying to get women to give them a Brazilian bikini wax. And when women refuse to give them a Brazilian bikini wax, they take them to a human rights tribunal and basically essentially try and sue them. It's not a like a formal suing, but it's potential. It's they're they're claiming that their human rights are being violated. And, you know, I'll just come out and say this is actually like just absolutely laughable and absurd that this is even an issue. Um, but Ricky Gervais tweeted something that was just very succinct, that a woman has a right to refuse to touch balls and testicles, whether or not those balls and testicles are on a man or a woman. And, right, and, right. Um, but then there, there's this thing that it's 16 uh, cases uh, is the is the count that. JY has has put out against these women and a lot of them uh, are yeah so it's basically like it's it's very much the epitome of this transgender social justice mindset I think that they are he he or she is the oppressed class and and that's it and so I want to get into I mean, we can get into their behavior generally, but also just the absurdity of the human rights tribunals. And yes. I think that this is an inevitable end, right? So, you know, Rex Murphy has a couple points in his article that I really disagree with, um, you know, both about the morality of the waxers and just about the importance of the tribunals generally. Um, mm. But I think this, I think the laughability of this proves uh, I think it was inevitable, and it proves uh, the uselessness of them. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on all this. Yeah, I mean, th this case is uh, really highlighting the the 
the the craziness that is human the human these human rights commissions and tribunals in Canada right uh, the the you know it, people shouldn't be focused on this uh, deranged woman or man or whatever so much as they should be focused on this completely unjust human rights uh, tribunal which is essentially a can- kangaroo court which uses different rules for evidence and due process than a, a court does so it it doesn't have the same standards that an actual court does um, and it's ruining lives I mean th- this is just the latest case right I mean you can go back through the the human rights tribunal history you can look at you know comedians who have been fined you know there was one comedian I think he was fined something like forty thousand dollars for partially dealing with two hecklers who happened to be lesbians in his audience mm-hmm. another guy was fined a huge sum for um making a joke at the expense of a disabled boy right the joke went something like you know he he donated to this kid's uh make a wish foundation or something and then then the kid didn't die and he's pissed because that's why he donated the money or something, or something like that yeah right? like uh, Okay, it's somewhat offensive, <laughs> but uh, do we have free speech or don't we, right? Um, yeah. Ezra Levant famously spent a quarter million dollars defending himself from an imam who took him to a human rights tribunal because he republished um, the cartoon of the Prophet Muhammad in his publication, uh, the, the Western Standard, uh, back in the early 2000s. So if you recall, there was this Danish cartoonist who published a cartoon featuring the prophet Muhammad and he was then assassinated and, and Western media refused to display or publish the, the controversial cartoon. Ezra Levant was the only one who had the balls enough. <laughs> he had balls as big as this Yanis person. Who, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He was the only one that had balls enough to publish this thing. And an imam took offense to it. And Ezra Levant, he, he won his case, but he spent a quarter million dollars defending himself. Now, not everyone has that kind of, yeah. those kind of resources. He was able to crowdsource it and get his support behind it and make it into like a political football. But he would have been rolled, steamrolled over, right? Like there, there was a, a pastor uh, a few years before that in Red Deer, I believe, who made some kind of remark disparaging homosexuals in his church or something and it offended someone and he got taken to a human rights tribunal and and i think one of his things was he was no longer allowed to speak about gay people uh in front of a congregation or send any emails that referred to gay people at all right Uh, so like here's a guy who in his own church can't say the things that he wants right now. Okay. We can say that they're terrible things. Maybe that he's saying, but listen, that's what free speech is. So are, are these human rights tribunals defending the human right of free speech? Are they defending property rights? Are they defending your right to exclude people from your body, from your business, from your home? No, they're doing the exact opposite. There's another case. Uh, a well, few and I years think ago. it's just absurd that, why would they even be needed, right? If you're actually being infringed upon by someone else, prove it in court, right? I don't know why we need... I think it's it's explicitly because these things would not be valid in court that the, the ideologues put these other courts in place, right? Because they know actual judicial review would not help them. 
Right. And I think it's so absurd, like you said, even this can ruin lives. So some of the ladies have had to shut down their businesses, right, in, in this specific case. But it is, yeah, yes. I think it is important to talk about that this isn't new, right? Yeah. This is this is what these courts exist for. Um, and, and this is just like a laughable extreme. But I, I want to highlight the other side of it, that I think the the transgender narrative people are terrified to talk about right so rex murphy also highlights that none of the mainstream media is even talking about this at all because right. they're terrified right yes. because they're terrified of saying transgender and being like uh you know lynched on twitter or whatever it is right and so right i think it's important to talk about that it's just too it's like two separate tenants of this ideology are, are finally intersecting and we're just seeing it, it presents a clearer picture because a lot of these things have been in isolation, each each stream of this absurd ideology. And now we're finally seeing what happens when they when they coalesce. Yeah. And, and the other thing that that it is really indicative of is how how sick we're becoming as a society in terms of our ability to think clearly about these issues, right? Mm -hmm. we, we become so inundated that rights mean positive rights. Like that, that if, if I have a human right, it means that others have an obligation to do something for right. me, right? It's not the negative rights connotation, right? And this is, goes to why the media is scared to talk about this because everyone in Canada, <laughs> our neighbors, all these people, they they all they all assume that a human right just means that the government should force people to do things for you, right? Yeah. Um, and so healthcare is a human right, so you right, have right. to you have so, to give me healthcare. So to them, like LGBT and transgender rights mean that we have to treat them specially, that we have to give them uh, special status, that we have to give them things um, that that none of the rest of us are entitled to, right? Like I can't walk mm -hmm. into a bikini wax shop and demand I get my balls waxed. Uh, can right. I take them to a human you're rights? a woman, all of a sudden, well, it's, it's this oppression right. Olympics thing, right? You know, a transgender person is more oppressed than a woman. So you as a cis male can't do that. But the argument that, that this Jessica Yaniv is making and not getting tossed out is that because she's a trans woman, she has to get these things, right? right. Um, and I mean, also just the fact of there being such a high number and the you and the the motive is interesting, right? Like you can see the way this person, uh, you know, I don't care to go into details of this person's personality, but it's alarming right. as well, right? I do want to highlight also bringing in a brief thing around Twitter is also that like this person has gotten multiple women banned from Twitter f in feuds, right? So Lindsay right. Shepard uh, from formerly from the, uh, you know, Wilfrid Laurier University, this person was insulting her actual vaginal medical condition uh, and, and other things. And then Lindsay Shepard said, you're a man and got banned from Twitter. Right. For so heights, this per right. like it, it shows it's not as Twitter can do whatever it wants. It's going to fail as a company if it keeps down this way. That's fine. But it's important to note that this issue is in every aspect of society. It's in the governments. It's in the mainstream media and it's in social media. 
which is it, which is why I think it's finally coming to a head. But it's interesting that this is the kind of sample case that quite a few people are starting to pay attention to. There was a right. publication ban as well, though. This has only recently come about when there's 16 of them now, right? Um, right. The fact that it even got to five is absurd. That someone can claim that a woman has to touch their balls and penis, right? That like, yeah, that yeah. that's fundamentally what it is. Right. Well, and, and this is why you know I really want to drive this point home about how sick our culture is, and it's not mm -hmm. it's not because we have uh, people that identify as transgender or whatever. It's because we have this conception of rights that is completely messed up, right? That it's an yeah. obligation. Again, um, you know, it, it, a libertarian conception of rights is you, you have the right to be left alone. That's it, yeah. right? You, you don't have the right for people to do things for you. And, and so... Well, that's the, the privilege, so, so right? To, like to that's... The, right, and so to the degree that the LGBTQ community has been, um, uh, had their rights infringed is a degree to which they've been beaten the way the system has uh, has made, you know, sodomy uh, and, and gay sex illegal, which it's still illegal in some jurisdictions in the states on the books, as far as I know. Um, mm -hmm. the, the degree to which they've prohibited uh, gays from from entering into marriages, and, and all those things, libertarians have been fighting for a long time. But but this now is extending the concept of rights into positive obligations but it's it's yeah. only natural to understand that this is this was going to happen because we expect positive obligations all sorts of, like you mentioned healthcare is a positive obligation if you think you have the right to healthcare what you're saying is doctors should be forced to provide me with care uh, mm -hmm. or someone else should be forced to pay for for my uh, my healthcare services. Uh, yeah. th these are positive obligations, and it's and it's not just on the left; it's on the right as well, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we now see uh, people wanting Facebook to be regulated, to be forced to do things, to be forced to provide a platform for uh, people they might not want to provide a platform for. And same with Twitter. Um, again, we're we're overreaching here in terms of what Western civilization was built on, which is. You, you have the right to be left alone. You must not infringe the liberty of an individual. And we, now we were, we're saying, because you have an obligation to me, we need government to force you to do things for me, right? And, and that's where this is all coming from. This is the conception of human rights that is so messed up. Uh, and yes, this was bound to happen. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there was another case where uh, a Muslim barbershop refused to cut the hair uh, of a uh, lesbian female, right? A, because they don't touch, they, they only do men, and B, because, you know, they disagree with uh, that lifestyle. Now, we don't know what, what the result of that commission hearing was, because, again, these things are, uh, are often sealed from the public, right? And yeah. unless one of them speak up and, and explain what happened, we'll never know, right? So, so we don't know half of what's going on behind the closed doors at these human rights tribunals. Uh, you know, I suspect that there are probably uh, gag orders placed on the complainants a lot of times so that they can't speak about it, so that no more offense and hurt feelings can emerge. And so Canadians will never know the extent of it. This is why, you know... Well, and it's, it's the media's role to try and push past those silencing as well, right? It's their role to dig in and, and uncover this stuff that's going wrong, but they're one terrified of the current 
uh, ecosystem and atmosphere, but also they're just not doing it generally. I don't know. How, I'm new to following this stuff, so I don't know how sick, how long the media has been sick, but it's a huge problem. Listeners to this podcast get a one-week free trial to the Warrior Path, so sign up now. The details are below. I was coming off a stint in management uh, when I signed up for the Warrior Path, and I was pretty soft. I'm not going to lie to you, David. <laughs> I was uh, out of shape. I was huffing, and I had to come back to the floor, kick in doors, hump hose, fight fire, and I needed to get into shape. And Chad Kirkham at the Warrior Path definitely got me into shape. Uh, you know, I've, I've never felt better, to be honest. And he had an app that tracked the progress. I sent videos to him. Uh, it, was, it was a really slick application, actually. I, I would send videos. He'd correct my form, send me little tips and, and videos. And, uh, and whenever, whenever I needed, he was available. And I'll tell you, I, I put on, I think, about 50% on all my personal records in about a two-month period. Uh, working with the warrior path. And one thing I want to talk about as well is, you know, the two things that led to this um, are, are again, much more, are much deeper issues. So one is what you were talking about is just this idea of positive rights, of the state forcing obligations on people um, and that sort of thing. And that, you know, I think most Canadians take that for granted that they expect things from the government and from their fellow citizens. So this is the, something like this is the inevitable end of that. And, and people right. have to start realizing that if they think this is ridiculous, they have to really check their premises and see what, what they assume people should owe them. Why shouldn't a woman wax this, uh, this person's balls if against their will, if, right. if someone can, if, if I can force people to give things that I want, right? A good example of a friend of mine was lobbying me to support, you know, all Canadian, all Canadian broadcast content has to also have described video. And it's okay, why should those people be forced to do this? What right, does someone have a right, right. to television? Um, and, and I mean, so it's really, anyone who thinks that's ridiculous, they're right, but they really have to check their premises. But the other side of this thing that's that's been going on for a long time is is the the victim mentality, right? And so it was true when libertarians were fighting for trans rights, gay rights, and and all of these other rights. It was because they were being denied rights by the government, right? And and but well, it's no, it's, it, was, it was because they were having their rights infringed by the government. The force right, was right. being used against them, right? It wasn't that they were being denied things. It was that the government was actually using its jackboot and stomping on their right. necks, right? And so we so, said, no, no, you can't do that, government. And yeah. we won that battle, right? We were ahead of the curve. But now it's like... But now you know, they're every, just used to that victim narrative and it's being it's also being continually reinforced, right? The Impression Olympics, we are victims. So you see now that that is the mentality that young people in particular, but the, these minority groups in particular as well are being raised with. And so they see everything as in a victim narrative. And they, so whatever they don't get, they're the victim. And I right. think it's inevitable, again, that some people will take advantage of that. Right. And so you saw the big case in the U.S. where there was a gay couple who thought they were 
they had a right to this baker to bake them a wedding cake, right? Not to have yeah. a wedding cake generally, which is still not even a right, but for this baker. And then, you know, there was like cases of other people or the same couple going to another baker. Oh, no, a trans person going to that same baker and trying to start a new case. And it was thrown out immediately, right? right. But these people, it's it's an easy way to get public attention, to get notoriety. This person has done it with 16 people, right? So. Yeah. It's that it's that narrative that, again, largely almost all minority groups have been preached consistently. So it's these two fundamental flaws in thinking that, again, have just come together in a very significant way. But I think it's so important for everyone to really think about what are the causes of something like this and realize that they probably factor in some of those into their own thinking. Oh, absolutely. It's an entitlement uh, mindset that goes back at least to the to the boomers, if not before. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, this idea that you're entitled to uh, the labor uh, or, or to the fruits of the unborn. Right. Essentially, in order to mm -hmm. have a secure and safe and flourishing life. Right. To have my retirement secure, to have my fat, healthy pension. You know, it, I remember when when Canada implemented old age security people that were entered into the system could expect to get something like 17 times back what they put into it. Now, you know, millennials can expect to get back uh, three quarters of what they put into it. So they're not even getting back what they put into it. Right. And the mm -hmm. only way for them to get, get it back is to uh, tax the unborn, right. To, to print more money, to, to grow the money supply. And, um, and that's, but, but again, that's this, entitlement mentality that goes all the way back to the boomers maybe before of i'm entitled to have uh, a career a job until i i'm ready to retire and then i'm entitled to have this retirement no matter what it costs anyone else right that's my entitlement well mm. yeah if you if you if, we shouldn't be surprised that the people that were raised by boomers have a similar entitlement mentality that, yeah. That's my thinking on it. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but uh, no, I, know, I, I don't think that's a stretch. And it's paired with, uh, you know, the altruist state. Right. Um, right. That, yeah, the, that, the government that, is there to provide for us. It's there to give us stuff. Right. And, yeah. and if you don't if it's not if people aren't giving us stuff, then uh, my rights are being infringed. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> this is this what was bound to happen as soon as boomers adopted that entitlement mentality in my mind. Yeah, and I and I think that the most important thing, there's two important things to highlight that we aren't going into depth on because it's just absurd is one is like this person's track record of their personality as well, right? This is not like some, um, you know, it wouldn't matter, but it's, it's, it's something to factor in of who can take advantage of these systems, right? Because it's not like it's some, you know, mellow trans person who's who's genuinely upset they can't get their bikini waxed this is right. someone who's targeting specific people purposely like extorting some of them to drop the case for thousands of dollars um who makes rude and racist comments who in any other sphere of the world would be condemned as a jerk as as a shitty person but because right. they adopt the label of trans no one touches them like they, they are. And, and that is the most scary, dangerous thing is that they say they're this thing and then no one can even comment on them otherwise, because, 
you know, that to say this person is a jerk is transphobic because they're trans. No, right. this right. person can be trans and a jerk, right? right. Um, but it's this like fear. Yes. And then the yeah. other thing is the, is the, the absolute fear that's reflected in the media. In, um, they're, that they're just unwilling to talk about these issues at all for the same reason. But, and, and it really shows how this class, um, you know, the SJW class, which I think, I personally think is right now spearheaded by the transgender movement um, for reasons we could get into in another episode, uh, is so powerful right now and people are terrified. Right. Which is well, well just and, and, horrible. and I want to I want to say this as well. I know a few transgender people, and they're not like this at all. Like they they yeah. hate this kind of shit. You know, mm. they they are just trying to live their lives in peace. Uh, you know, in fact, we we our our former uh, president of the Libertarian Party was transgender, and I mean, he would not like this at all. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know a lot of people fighting for liberty who are transgender who again they, they have the right conception of rights that they mm -hmm. just want to be left alone that they have some uh, gender um, confusion or gender uh, I can't remember the, the name for it and dysphoria you know, dysphoria or whatever and you know they're they're trying to sort sort out their lives and 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 they they embrace the gender binary right they say yes mm -hmm. there is such a thing as a man and such thing as a woman and I, I just feel like I was born into the wrong sex. Like I should have been born into another sex. I identify much more with this. And I want to try to remake myself and remake my body into that other sex. Now, if you erase gender, you're saying that that they're <laughs> that they're um, irrational or that or that they're. Uh, you know, you're, you're think, insulting these people, right, because they, yeah. they want they want to be this other sex uh, yeah. they, that they identify with and you know that there and you're telling us that 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 there is no gender that that you know that these the, these are all social constructs or whatever that they're not related to biology at all well that i think we, spitting we on won't be able to get space. into yeah we won't get into gender too much because right. it'll take a long time and yes, I'm, i sure, definitely sure. want to talk about this uh you know in depth but i think it's important to note that as scary as it seems for me or you or any person to speak out against you know the the yelling transgender front, it's right. more scary for people within those sects, right? Sure. Like to come out conservative in a gay community, you can read about that, how the fear of that and, and, and these things, yeah. right? So it, it's quite alarming, but it's again, who who is implicitly voted as the leader of the movement in, in, this, in these, you know, minority movements or whatever it is when uh, intersectionality. So I represent this community and everyone in my community has to agree with me and right. these sorts of things. When that happens, it's actually harder to break out from within the community. But you really yeah, need yeah. to well, start this, hearing uh, these this, other rational this, transgender people talk. Right. Because this Yanev character, right, is now the head of the transgender thing. Now, all transgender people are associated with this uh, right. bully, this crazy person who's trying to force women to touch his testicles or her testicles and um, so no wonder then when 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 the rational reasonable people don't come out and represent a community and you know maybe this is the first experience some people have of transgender people is someone doing this right yeah i'm gonna have a bad view of the community if that's who is representing them in my eyes right 
Um, yeah. And that's a big problem that needs to be addressed. And when I try and highlight that, I'm called like evil or transphobic and these sorts of things. Um, when it's like, no, each right. of these communities needs to start getting their shit together and actually engaging in proper public discourse. Well, but they're and, terrified of their own communities, it seems. Well, and, and, they're, and, and it, it, this goes back to the tribalism that we're seeing throughout the political spectrum, right? So yeah. the left identifies all transgender as one thing. Uh, you know, the alt-right or the conservatives might identify all transgenders as like this Gen Jessica Yanov, and this reinforces that stereotype or what, whatever they have. Um, and, and, you know, and, and then the transgender community identifies all conservatives as being the loudest voices from that movement that are like, uh, that, you know, think all transgender are deranged, uh, terrible SJWs or something like that. Uh, and, and so we just have this kind of positive reinforcing loop that that reinforces tribalism, creates division and and uh, goes from there. Right. So so this, you know, we have lost the ability to judge people as individuals. We now judge people as identities, as as you know, we've lumped them into a group, say you're part of this group and that group is crazy and they're evil. And it goes all the way across. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you almost have to do that because. Look, if you're not part of a group, it's it's like going into a prison kind of, right? It's like a prison mentality. It's like you show up there, you can't operate as an individual in a prison. You have to join a gang, right? And it's like, okay, well, I'm not black, I'm white. And the only people that seem to be offering to have my back here to keep me from getting shanked and abused are the white supremacists. So I guess uh, I'm getting a swastika attack tattooed on me now, right? Yeah. And that's what's happening in our society. Like, the more you push back on different groups, the more you force them into the most horrible, terrible aspects of certain individuals in that group that are being the loudest voices. So yeah, we really need strong, radical individualists to come out and, and exert the claims that us individualists, us libertarians uh, are, are exerting and push back on this narrative on all fronts because it's and, yeah. they're, they're just reinforcing each other. And yeah, absolutely, we need individual, black individualists, trans individualists, gay individualists to all show that they agree with us, not the group, right? Which, like, it's even unfortunate right. that we have to label them at all, but that's the state. It's like, it's the unfortunate, pra unfortunate pragmatism of today, right? right? Like, I don't care of who's a libertarian, what their backgrounds are, as long as they agree on my values. And, and that's... Right. But, you know, that, that's also part of the problem. There, there are people speaking up like that, right? But we don't hear their voices because no one cares about the reasonable voices. They care about the dysfunctional ones. You know, so yeah. Theron, Theron uh, Meyer from Vancouver, transgender uh, gal who has fought for free speech for Canadians and, and fought against this um, this exact thing that Yaniv, uh, Yaniv is, is going after, like... She, She's opposed to this kind of stuff, and she's spoken in front of the Senate on it with Jordan Peterson. Uh, but you never see those people in the media. You never see them. Like, <clears throat> conservatives don't care about the, those kind of transgender people because they, they are targeting the worst kind, right? They, they're, and yeah. so they fixate on the problem. They fixate on that person. They lump everyone in there. And Theron's voice is just a footnote. It, it doesn't even get mentioned. No one even notices that. Right. And so it's yeah. also what we're paying attention to as consumers of media. Like we pay attention to the stuff that gets our blood boiling, the stuff that drives us crazy. We don't pay yeah. attention to the solutions and to the people that are actually fighting for liberty out there.
Yeah, I agree. And so I would just highlight that people should at least start paying attention to this. And if they think it's as absurd as, as I think it is, they should check their own premises too, because this is not out of nowhere. This is not, you know, one random individual doing these things. This is built into the system that most right. people take for granted. Um, so that's it for this week's Hard on Liberty podcast. Um, be sure to engage, uh, be sure to check out the Facebook page and let us know your thoughts and any questions you might have. Facebook.com slash Hard on Liberty. I'm David Birnbaum. I'm with Tim Moen. Thanks for tuning in. Boom. It's less fun when I do that. I like just ah. ending it naturally. Well, let's just end it naturally then. <laughs>